ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo.
Hallelujah. Amen.
together for Mary. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. It's a time of the morning where we hear of the goodness of the Lord and what he's doing for us. Shall we put our hands together and welcome Sandra Santiamua to give us her testimony. Hallelujah. My name is Sandra Santiamua. I'm with Two Leaves. I gave a testimony about three months ago. Eleven days after I took ill. I was sent to the hospital two times, but no doctor took care of me. They said they couldn't take care of me. So on the third time I was sent to Legon Hospital, I was admitted. Then um, a doctor took care of me. But after some doctors just didn't like me, so they didn't come to my bedside. I was abandoned for some time. But through it all, the church was supportive. My pastor and his wife were there to visit. They prayed with me. Two leaves were there, SFM and every other person. But on, I think, three, two weeks after, that was a Friday, it was the night of manifestation. That was when Pastor Akins came to visit me. And I, I believe that um, I asked a friend to buy the oil for me and bring it to me and that I'll be well. But due to some circumstances, she couldn't come. So I didn't receive my oil nor the communion. But um, the Sunday after, my, my situation was worse. I was dying. And then um, a friend was there with me and called Pastor Ni. Then he said he was coming, but he couldn't come. On the Monday, he came. And when he came, he brought me this hanky. This was the hanky Bishop used on night of manifestation. All I did was to put it on my chest because I couldn't breathe properly. And then in the evening, I don't know what happened. All I could hear was echoes. My family singing. I was hearing this from afar. But all that happened was that I saw Bishop walk in and then came to my bedside and was smiling with me all through. But I was struggling on the bed. I couldn't do anything. I don't know what happened, but I just heard a voice. It was Bishop Dahi, was Moses' voice. And he said, leave this girl alone. Before you get to her, you have to come to me. Through her, Pastor Bishop Ogo and all these pastors before you get to her. Then I don't know what happened. The following day, I woke up. Then the doctors who didn't want to see to me started coming to my bedside. Then a few days after, I was well. I couldn't talk before. I couldn't walk. But now I'm here. I'm walking and I'm talking. I want to thank God Almighty for putting me in this family. I want to thank Bishop. I want to thank my pastors and every other person for their prayers, presence and support. I thank you very much. Hallelujah. Clap your hands for this wonderful testimony. Thank you. Wow. The power of God is real. It can make a difference to your life. And I pray that all of us, as we serve the Lord, we open up our lives to His power. Whenever we have services like the night of manifestations, 
you need to come around because Christ is both the wisdom of God and the power of God. This morning I'm going to share with you the wisdom of God. But you cannot benefit only from the wisdom of God. You also need the power of God. You need both to overcome Satan. So, I am overjoyed to hear this testimony. I believe that in your life also God's power will touch you and refresh you and give you a reason to conquer and overcome every work of Satan. Lift your two hands and let's thank the Lord. Father, we thank you. We are grateful to you, Lord. What a blessing. We ask, Lord, that you speak to us. You bless us. You come to us with your power. Let your will be done, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may please be seated. Last week, I began to share with you a very important message on the glory of God and how your transformation depends on that glory. I want you to turn your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. It says that, but we all with open face beholding us in a glass the glory of God. Say the glory of God. We are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of God. It is the will of God that something changes about your life. You cannot remain the same as you came, you were when you came to Jesus. God wants to change your life. God wants to make, to improve your life. God wants to change the level of your life. He does not want to see you remaining the same. Something about your life must change. The reason is that our backgrounds do not give us much hope in life. There is not much hope that comes from your background. Your academic background. Some of you have not even crossed into JSS. Some of you don't have SHS. Even though you are 27 years old. Your family background. Where you were born. The compound house you were born into. The type of environment you grew up in. There's not much beauty in that. You grew up in a place where the good morning, as we say to each other, 
in your house is disgusting. When they insult, that is a good morning. And that's all you know. And you are growing up with such behavior. Apart from these things, your sinful past, the sins you have committed, the tastes you have acquired, the sinful tastes you have acquired, as you are sitting here nicely in church, they don't give you much hope. Because you are likely to return to that type of appetite. That is why the agenda of God for your life when you get born again is to change you. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Everything is new. It's not enough to sit in church this morning. You know, I must congratulate you for passing through the rain to come to church this morning. It's a sign of your commitment to God and your love for the house of God. But it's not enough to come to church. You must change. Something must change about your life. Because that is what God wants to do. If God wanted you to just go to heaven, he would have killed you when you got born again. But he left you here on earth for a work. And one of them, one of the many things he wants to do is the work of changing you. Now, 2 Corinthians tells us that we can be changed. This morning as you are seated in church, I want to assure you that you can be a very different person from the way you are now. A very different person. Very different person. And that change, the Bible tells us, the Bible gives us the prescription that that change comes when you behold when you look at when you experience the glory of God the, 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 see even if you are enjoying a level of glory now some of you see already you are a different person the sins you used to commit you don't commit them anymore the type of things you used to do you've changed so already there is some glory over your life but the bible says that there is another level of glory he said from glory to glory glory so it, it is beautiful can you imagine that you don't smoke anymore think about it you don't go to the nightclub you of all people you don't drink anymore you couldn't live for one week without fornicating 
It's been four months now since you got born again. Fornication free. When we excuse you, eat pepper free diet. Yours is fornication free life. Four months old. Four months. Clap for Jesus. Four months. Four months. That is beautiful. Have you forgotten that some time ago, if it had rained the way it's rained today, six months ago, you, ah, <laughs> clap for Jesus again. Oh, yes. Today, as it has rained that you have come to church, clap again for Jesus. Oh, yes. Yeah. Congratulate your neighbor sitting by you. You've done, congrats, congrats. You've done well. Is it not beautiful? Yeah. So already, the beauty of God can be seen over your life. It's called the glory. Glory means beauty. The majesty of God. But the Bible says that there is another level of glory. You see, it says, you are changed. How are you changed? How are you changed? I would have thought that your change would be from shame to glory. From disgrace. The next place you go to is the glory of God. But that's not what the Bible is saying. That even when you are experiencing glory, there is another level of glory you can attain. Oh, yes. I remember when I was pastoring this church. I was struggling with just 100 members. I couldn't, the church couldn't grow. But, see, do you know what it means for 100 people to sit in a church service? 100 at 6.30 a.m. in the morning at dawn. It's not a small thing. It is glorious. But when I handed over the service to your pastor, Yeah. Clap for Jesus. The same church service. Oh. The same church. The same. Everything the same. But he, he moved it from one level of glory to a higher level. That is what I'm talking about. That no matter the beauty of your life, no matter the glory, no matter how nice. No matter your achievement, there is a higher level. It's not from shame to glory or dishonor to glory. So, wherever you are now, no matter how beautiful your Christian life is, believe God to rise to a new level. That's the transformation God is talking about. And that transformation, it comes by 
I mean, one day I will talk about open face. What it means to have an open face. But that's not that's not the context of what I'm sharing with you today. That that change, it comes by experiencing the glory of the Lord. It is my prayer that you will experience the glory of the Lord. He said, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord. The real change that can that must take place in your life will come by beholding the glory of God. So we are asking ourselves, what type of glory of God can we behold so that we can change? Beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord. That is when we are changed. Wow. You will not settle for the level you are at and think you have arrived. I see you changing levels. I said, I see you changing levels. Because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 39, that all flesh is not the same. All flesh is not the same. There is one kind of flesh of man. Another flesh of beasts. Another of fishes. Another of birds. You may think they are all meat, but they are different levels of tastes. All flesh is not the same. I see you rising to the higher level. Higher level. All, all church members are not the same. All Christian sisters are, are not the same. All shepherds are not the same. All flesh is not the same. All pastors are not the same. If you believe it. You may think we are equal, but we are not equal. All flesh is not the same. There is also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial. So if you want to come to bodies, there are celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies. Celestial means heavenly. So even though these are different bodies, they they, they, they are they are even though these are bodies, they are different. A type of body is celestial, and a type of body is terrestrial. Terrestrial, terrace, earth, the ground. But the glory of the celestial is one. And the glory of the terrestrial is another. You may be living on earth, but you can enjoy heavenly glory. We call it heaven on earth. Because there is a type of glory in heaven that is different from the glory on earth. The glory on earth has to do with the car you drive, your bank account, your hairstyle, 
how smooth your face is, how long your legs are, how big your buttocks are, how, how fat your thighs are, and the size of your breast, and how your muscles are, and your degree in the university. But there is a totally different type of glory which is heavenly. It doesn't depend on the shape of your thighs. What do we do? You must commit suicide. I mean, if beauty and glory is determined by ties, then you, you must go and jump into the nearest river. There's no hope for you. Hey! I mean, if glory and hope came only from having degrees, then those of us who have not been to school, what do we do? But in real life, you know. That those who haven't been to school are richer than those who have been to school. Oh, yes. Yeah. People who have not been to university have built universities and are employing professors. Your level is changing from this morning service. It's, it's a joke. There is a level, the level of the celestial glory. It's different from this earthly. I mean, even last week I saw a hairstyle. Thank God I'm not seeing it today. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I couldn't. I said, ah, what is this? Because your pastor announced that there will be a shoe Sunday. So, so when I came, I, I thought that it was a market woman Sunday. But the hairstyle was like a tomato seller. Ah, your levels are changing. Changing. Receive a new level of your life. A new level. Please, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. We, the black people, we need to learn this because we, 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 we easily remain at one level. We easily freeze. A little success blows our mind. But there's a type of person eh? <laughs> yeah. Even when you are clapping for him, he's, he's climbing a stairs. As you are clapping, he's going up. Because there is no level of glory that does not have a higher level. If you look up from where you are, you will see that there's something nicer than what you are enjoying now. There's something nicer than the marriage you are in now. There's something nicer than the church you are pastoring now. There's something nicer than your business. Your business is working well. You see, it's from glory to glory. Not shame. Your business, it is, it is, it is at the top. But there is something higher than the top. But we never rise. We never rise. We go up, we freeze, and we come down. Because the law of gravity will never allow anything to remain at one level. It, you, your only guarantee to be in the sky is to keep rising. You remain, you are down, you're coming down. And I'm talking about black men. We, we are like that. We don't go far. 
a little success intoxicates us. But if you are a Christian, you are not a white man. Yeah, if you are a Christian, you are not a black man. If you are a child of God, there's no Jew, there's no Greek, there's no Scythian, there's no barbarian. All of us, it is the it is it is the will of God that guides us. There's no white man. Me in Christ, there's no white man who is better than me. I'm not inferior. No, I'm not inferior. Look at me very carefully. <laughs> Watch me very carefully. You see, I'm not inferior to a white man. Oh, no, 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 no. Because what guides my life, it's no more an African DNA and the African devil, but it is, it is, the, it is the injection of a supernatural DNA that no matter your background, no matter where you were born, no matter whether you are a boy or a girl, your level can change. Change. So those of you who want to remain African, remain African. Yeah. I mean, to see you guys in church, it's beautiful. Rainy Sunday, but believe God that you will change, you become deeper. You'll become a shepherd one day. You'll be a pastor one day. Change your level. Don't remain. Look at your life carefully. And ask yourself, why am I? On Sunday, last week Wednesday, I was going to preach. Tuesday, I was going to preach on barrenness. But the Lord led me along a new path. One of the causes of barrenness is old age. Those of you who have been around for a long time, you are the one likely. When I entered this church, most of you were not even born. Born. This church. The older you get, the, the higher your chances of becoming barren. But you can be 80 years and have the glory of a 16-year-old. Oh, yes. yes, yes. See, it, it depends on what you are beholding. Yeah, as soon as you can get something to behold, you defy every limitation. No education, just behold something. No school, fine, but just look at something, it will change your life. Your family, there's no proper marriage. Just behold something. And there's something called the glory of the Lord. So last week I shared with you one type of glory you must behold is the glory of the family of God. The family of God. It's a glory. You see, I say to behold means to experience. This family we are in, there's glory in it. Yet I know that the being family, all of them have got PhD. I know your family, everybody is rich. But go back to First Corinthians 15. Look at verse 41. It says, there is one glory of the sun. A 
then another glory of the moon. And another glory of the stars. Even these are all celestial bodies. The sun, the moon, and the stars. But the sun has a different glory from the moon. And the stars have a different glory from the sun. But even the stars, for one star differeth from another star in glory. One star, they may all be stars, but one has a different type. You are changing and pushing forward in your level of beauty. We are all coming from families. That's what came from my house. I got a mother. Don't you have a mother? But that is, we are all stars. But based on what you behold, you will become. You see, the moon's glory, the beauty of the moon, comes from beholding the glory of the sun. Oh, yes. Yes. Without the sun, the moon has no glory. It's just another dry desert. They are all hanging in the skies. But they are different beings. We are all here. But, but, but see, there is, there is a glory of God that comes from the glory of the family. The family. The house of God. This is a family. Jesus was in church. And they came and told him that your mother and your brothers and your sisters are outside. Said, Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Some of you sitting here don't have any respect for any church member. But I'm here to inform you that this thing we are having here is a more this this is a celestial family. Yes. You if you like die and see. When you wake up, it is these ones who will be around you. Your cousin will be in hell. Perhaps your father will be in hell. Perhaps your sister will be burned in hell. Maybe just your nephew or your second cousin who will be with you in heaven. But most of us here shall be your forever relationships that we shall rejoice and, 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 and have fun in the presence of God. It's a, fam- it's a family. It's a family. It's a family. Join the family well. If you are here and you are not part of a home cell or a satellite church, then you are a renegade believer. You are a renegade believer. Renegade. You are like a terrorist. Not willing to heal. It's even possible there is no humility. Humility in you. Humility because you think about it. Your big brother is a bank manager. Your sister owns two companies. Your younger brother flies from Dubai, Accra. That's a uh, But when you say you are joining the church family to be in a bustle, who are, who are you going to join? People whose armpits are smelling, no education. The, even the shepherd, the shepherd can't even speak good English. I mean, what is this? But God always chooses the things. God, uh, He chooses, He chooses the things that the world and man despises. And uses it to confound the wise. That's the God I know. Yeah. 
want to join the church family? You go to a satellite church, you see. The so-called satellite church pastor does not even know where the scripture is. English be a alka. And as you sit there, you are looking and you are wondering, oh, what, what nonsense? What nonsense? You are the nonsense. I said, you are the nonsense. Because you don't know how. He said, God, he, he will use even stones. Stones. Not a human being, no. Stones. Look, I'm, I'll, let me tell you. God, eh? Let me tell you what he, he, how his mind works. Yeah. His, his, God's intention is to swerve you. Yes. He, look, no, no, no. There is God's intention. Satan's intention is to attract you with glass and bliss and blink and, and beauty and smoothness. God, God, his, his, his original intention is that for you to experience him, you must overcome something that is inside you. Yeah. Yeah. So even the tabernacle in the Old Testament, the tabernacle, the outside was the most ugly, the ugliest spectacle. As if there was toilet inside. If you look at the tabernacle, ugly, outside, ugly. No beauty. But when you 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 draw the curtain and you look inside, gold, silver, beauty, majesty, glory. Yes. David describes God as the one who hides himself. It is in the world though that we use nice things. In the church, when you see something which is not nice. When my pastor sent me to be a pastor in the branch, the branch I went to was in a classroom. The windows were broken. Goats were entering. I said, what? I have left Kolegono to come to Mataheko to this type of classroom, not knowing that my greatest relationships in life would come from that place. Yeah. What good can come out of Nazareth? The Messiah can come out of Nazareth. Thou Bethlehem Ephrata, though thou art the least, the least out of thee, out of the least, out of the smallest, shall arise a governor, a governor. Here in this kingdom, we don't use nice things. We don't use glorious things. We use what God has given you. We use what God says. You sit there. You want a shepherd who speaks good English, then you are perished. Yeah, the shepherd you are likely to have may even be your son. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the shepherd, you want a pastor who has been to school? Look around. Paul says, just look. How many are noble? How many are wise? But God chooses the base things of the world to confound the wise. How many are wise? How many pastors have been to school? How many pastors speak good English? How many? Look at the English I'm speaking. Even to preach well, I can't preach well. You want to hear good preaching? Go to stand charts. You see presentation with PowerPoints. You want to hear good presentation? Go to Parliament. You want to hear a nice presentation? No way. Attend international conferences. 
but in the church we don't even speak well we can't preach well they made a pulpit for us we are walking up and down but this is where the power of God is this family her armpit is smelling give her a little time We don't despise things here. Many of the guys here have got only one shirt. And when I say shirt, I mean shirt you can use to wear a tie. So their greatest blessings when we announce that we are dressing down. Dress down. Clap your hands for dress down. But, 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 but. I give you two more years, three more years. The sister who had just one blouse, the next time she appears in the church, you say, Wow! Wow! Is that the brother who was sleeping in a church room? Is this the brother who was sleeping in the uncompleted house? Yes, because God always He will choose. He will, he will select the things which are base. Your, your level is changing already. So your level is changing already. As you, as, you, as you walk with us, as you join well, I was going to give you another glory you must behold. But my time is up. Oh yeah. My time. Or oh, should I give you one already? As you give you one.
through the rain. If I was a doctor practicing at Manpobi Polyclinic Consulting Room 1, will you come and sit in front of me to say what to you? What will I have to say to you that will let you leave your house? <laughs> what do I have to say to you? Anatomy of the shoulder joints? Blood supply to the liver? The lymphatic drainage of the, of the lower limb? Now, but because of the work of God, I said because of the work of God, I said because of the work of God, the respect, the honor, it is, it, I mean, a doctor, look, my friends who are doctors, who are not pastors, it's like, it's like, it's like Inchanga and Enoma, or Asterix and Obelix, <laughs> Katula, Mazan, Dalababa, do you know Inchanga? Yes. Inchanga and Enoma. Because to be a doctor is glor- to be a lawyer is glorious. To be an engineer is glorious. But there is a certain level of glory that when you serve God, as a when you serve God, if you can try, my sister, to be a shepherd, if 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 you can try to be a shepherd, you will discover. What Malachi chapter 3 verse 18 says. Malachi 3 18 says. Then shall ye return. When you return. You go to town. Travel to. Travel abroad. But when you return. You will discover. You will discover. That there is a difference. There is a difference. Between the righteous. And the wicked. And also. Even among the righteous. There is a difference. The difference is not just between righteous and wicked. Among the righteous, like among the stars, there are differences. And what 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 confesses the difference? It is those who serve God. Yet when you serve God, you enjoy a type of glory. When you step into serving God, a certain beauty. I mean, think about you, you. Who are you? Who are you? What school have you been to? What do you have? But yesterday evening, you called five people and they went into a classroom and they sat down for you to speak to them. Only the work of God can give you that level of honor and recognition. Who are you? Think about it. In this life, who will sit down to listen to you? sit down. A weed smoker like you. A masturbator like you. Former prostitutes. You used to stand at Zongo Junction. But you are in church. It's not just enough to be righteous. Among the righteous, like the staff, there are differences. When you serve God, see, anytime you do something for God, you call a Christian brother to come to church, you visit a new convert, you pray for someone, you help your pastor to gather the sheep. Anytime you serve God, you step into a certain level of glory. There's a beauty being a bank manager will never give you. There's a beauty being a lawyer will never give you. And believe me, believe me, the school I have been to, few people even in Ghana have that level of education. 
that there's a glory on him. Even a pastor of a church in a classroom is more glorious than a lawyer sitting somewhere in some high office. Telling. And apart from apart from the earthly beauty, heaven is also waiting. Heaven is waiting to receive you. They know there's a guy. He pastors a 20-member church at Oyarifa. They say, who is that guy? He has no job. He has no money. He still serves God. He keeps preaching. We are waiting for his arrival. When he arrives in heaven, the angels, my goodness, I said the angels, may you make room for your celebration in heaven. Don't sit here on earth and enjoy business, enjoy degrees, enjoy things, Serve God. Serve God. Serve God. It's not easy. But here on earth and in the world to come. That is why Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15 58, he said, Be ye steadfast. He didn't say that to church members. No. No prayer warriors. No, no Sunday church goers. He said, be steadfast and unmovable. Always abounding in church attendance. Hello? Always abounding in Sunday church attendance. No. Always abounding in the work. The work. The work. The work of the Lord. The work of the Lord. Not, not, not being, he didn't say always abounding in Christianity. Or always abounding in church membership. So always abounding in the work. Find something to do in the house of God. It will it will give even respect. 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 Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor, labor, you see, you see the, the two words, work of God and labor. Labor. As I'm sweating now, I'm laboring. But don't don't forget, this labor will not be in vain. Yeah. You may sweat in a classroom as a teacher. They will run away with your capitation grants. A politician somewhere has stolen your pension. But there's a pension when God has for you. I said there's a pension when God has for you. When God has pension in store for you, nobody can touch it. I said nobody can touch it. He will, he will take care of you. He will sort you out. He will cover you. He will bless you. He will help you. I pray that you find some labor to do in the house of God. Don't just come to church. It's not good. Go to your pastor. Ask him, pastor, what can I do? He will show you a pastor. Pastor, what can I do? He will give you three names. Pray for them. Call them. That call, that phone call, some of you, your phone, you have not ever used it. All your phone calls are about your personal life, which has no beauty. But may we see some phone calls on your phone that you made to a new convert, a first timer, a Christian brother, encouraging them to come to church. Knowing this, that our labor, your labor, the work, your labor, those who are singing, sing, and they will come, you'll be a preacher. Preach. Those who are renters, arrangers, pastor shepherds, keep teaching. Your English may not be good, but keep teaching. 
assign your grammar, your grammar may not be good. Keep teaching. One day you speak good English, but the Bible is good English. When you listen to tapes, it's good English. It will change your grammar. Receive that change. Receive that transformation. In Jesus' name. Stand to your feet. Next week we'll continue. listening to this podcast we believe that you have been truly blessed you can send a mail to bishop edwin ogo at bishop edwin ogo at gmail.com introduce this podcast to a friend keep listening and keep living passionately for god